This, this, this is a presentation of the Outlaws Sports Network. All right, ladies and germs, we're back. We're finally back. And guys, before we get started with this whole whole spiel of a podcast, it's probably going to be a very long one, but uh, we're recording this kind of late at night, so have faith with us here. It took us an hour and a half, almost, to figure out how the hell to record this thing. Our number one way of doing it did not work. Our number two way did not work. And then, of course, we had to go with the number three way, which is cast. And I appreciate cast for at least working tonight. But having me having to pay stupid $10 for only using this stupid thing once. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Beyond the Curtain. And I'm glad to put out an episode before this because I can't say that it's been two months since I've recorded one. It's only been a month and a half or so. So thank you guys for taking the time to listen to this it's going to be a lengthy podcast i apologize in advance but this is going to be a huge 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 show we're doing today it's the all-out preview all out it's a fourth installment of an all elite wrestling promotion production and the last one before they go to tv debuting october 2nd on tnt live from washington dc i've got a special guest Today, I've been a special guest on this gentleman's podcast as well as Mr. Randall's podcast on Hinge. But today, we're going to be featuring my main man, my man who enjoys AEW just like myself and not that Mark Randall, Mr. James Beatley, sir, the host of Take It a Bump podcast. Thank you so much for the patience of trying to get this thing recorded and for coming in and joining me today. Hey, it is my pleasure. And while I may not be able to watch all out live, I'll be fucking Virginia wishing my grandma a 70th fucking birthday. Um, Happy uh, fucking birthday, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will watch it. I don't care. I think I, I don't know how I'm going to watch it. I don't know. I'll have to find a way to pay the 50 bucks to, to watch this motherfucker. So uh, I'm excited for this. This is probably one of the most excited things I've been waiting for for a long time. I definitely agree. This is a show that when they announced it back in, I believe, you know, January, February, something like that, or March, I was looking forward to this because I knew this was going to be a big show, just like Double or Nothing was. I didn't get to watch Double or Nothing live, unfortunately, but hey, we're here now. It's August, last pay-per-view, last show before the TV debut on TNT starting every Wednesday night on October the 2nd. All Out is promising to be a big pay-per-view. This is the most hype I've been for a pay-per-view probably since Russell Kingdom 2018. So, uh, very hyped and looking forward to this. So, and guys, we're going to go over a lot of things. So, bear with us. We're going to get through this together, but it's going to be a fun, entertaining podcast. So, as we all know, all Elite Wrestling says that wins and losses matter. And I know that some marks, <clears throat> some marks within this beautiful orchestra of a promotion called the Outlaw Sports Network 
on our channels, one of our dear, dear beloved hosts of a podcast has said that wins and losses shouldn't matter. It's a fake sport. It's, it's predetermined. Well, my friend, AEW has been trying to prove for the past three shows that it's not just a fake sport, that it's sports. It's professional wrestling the way it should be, where wins and losses matter. Unlike yes. the alternative, where you can lose a match and so if a title match the upcoming <coughs> pay-per-view <laughs> that's okay because with losses matter so we're going to go over the records of everybody not everybody but the ones that are participating on the show there's like a shitload of people because I went through every single person that hasn't had a match on AEW and we're counting the casino battle roars we're counting everything as wins and losses including ties so we're going to go over the ones that are participating at All Out Go over the records before the show, and then as we've made our predictions throughout the show, at the very end, we're going to go over the records and see where they stand after All Out, heading into the debut show on TNT, which still doesn't have a name yet, and we're a little bit over a month out. Interesting. But anyways, so, before we get to the main card, we've got a pre-show called The Buy-In. You guys are familiar with this. They've had them ever since Double or Nothing. We're getting into fourth installment here, Saturday night, an hour before All Out starts. At 7 p.m. Eastern is when the All Out uh, buy-in pre-show will start. And this is uh, just my guess on how we think the match card will go. Match number one is going to be Private Party. Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn versus Analico and Jack Evans. Sir, give me a little bit of a preview. What do you think about this match? I think um, this is a steal on the buy-in. Now, usually their buy-ins are shown on their Facebook page, I think, for free and on their YouTube page and stuff like that. So to get this match for free, hey, that is a steal of a match to be on, uh, I guess what you can call it, a pre-show, but the buy-in. AEW is continuing the, to make, in my opinion, the best tag team division in all of prof- major professional wrestling. Um, regardless of who wins this, I think Angelico and Jack Evans win this match. Um, but regardless of who wins this match, um, it's going to be a... a I don't, I don't think it's going to be match of the night, but it's going to be something that's definitely um, main card material. They're giving it away for free on the bottom, and, and I think it's a steal. Yeah, I man, absolutely agree with you. And folks at home that are listening to this or on the road or at work, whatever you're doing, uh, keep tabs on to who uh, predicted the wins and losses for ourselves just so we can back us up so that way when we do the records after the show the records you'll uh you'll kind of keep us on track and say whoa, whoa, whoa either you're wrong or you're right your, your records don't match up or your predictions don't match up so please do that back to the match man i definitely agree with you i think aew's got one of the deepest tag team divisions if not the deepest tag team division in all of professional wrestling i'll go one further view and say all the professional wrestling not just the major ones right. i want to go the whole professional wrestling as an industry Definitely got one of the deepest tag team divisions. In this match between Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans, man, there's no stipulation. This match is just 
Just fill in the pre-show card. Exposed to more talent for when AEW premieres on TNT in October. You want to get as many people on this show as you can. It should be a good tag team match for sure. Um, while I, I do like the team of Anelico and Jack Evans, I think Private Party is going to be a mainstay, a cornerstone in this tag team division in the future of AEW. I'm a big fan of them. Um, I could definitely see some high spots, but definitely a lot of action to not only kick off the buy-in, but kick off the show in general um, to get the crowd amped up, to get the fans amped up, ready for what's going to be a sign to come from this pay-per-view. And I think uh, Evans and Elico are a good high-flying tag team. They're a bright team. They definitely got some chemistry. Don't think this night is going to be in their favor. I'm going to go private party taking the dub on this one, um, kind of getting on a high as we enter towards the latter months of the summer and into the early fall where they debut on TNT. Going to the second match, and I think this is on the second match because I think the pre-show is mainly just going to be these two matches. They may throw in a second or third one or a third pre-show match. I doubt it. So I think the card is pretty much true as is. Recording this a few days before All Out, so by the time this gets on the air a day or two before All Out, hopefully there won't be any other major changes. Of course, the card is always subject to change. But match number two. It's going to be a 21-woman Casino Battle Royal. The winner of this match will compete for the first inaugural AEW Women's World Championship on the debut episode of AEW on TNT, live October 2nd from Washington, D.C., Capital One Arena. Of course, this happened, uh, they've had a few of these Battle Royals before. First one under the AEW banner, of course, took place at Double or Nothing in Vegas. The first show under the AEW banner where Adam Page, of course, won that match to go on to compete for All Out's main event, the world title versus Jericho. Basically, if you guys don't know anything about this match, they've got your your four suits. Got your your hearts, your uh, clubs, your spades, and your diamonds. And each group of wrestlers will basically pick a card and be subject to that suit and every I guess either two minutes or a minute and a half or something like that um, they will randomly flip a card in the back and whatever suit pops up those wrestlers come out and until the very end where there is a joker card the joker card gets the very last entrant best odds to win the match because they're the most freshest of course the only way to eliminate somebody is by throwing them over the top rope last woman standing gets to compete on the debut show October 2nd for the first ever All Elite Wrestling Women's World Championship, which will be unveiled and making its debut either before this match or right after this match. Either way, we're going to see what the new and uh, prestigious AEW World's Women's Championship will look like, which would be pretty cool. Anyways, I'm blabbering on a whole lot here, and I'm going to try to get everything you know digressed here and specified as much as we can so we know, and you guys know, exactly what's going to be going on here. So we're making it as professional as we possibly can. So hopefully you're still awake over there, Mr. James. Oh, I am awake. Give me your prediction and your thoughts heading into this interesting and intriguing Battle Royal. So, I'm actually quite interested in this, um, this Battle Royal. Um... And again, it is something that could be on the main card, but they're giving it away. And I think 
it just doesn't fit the, the, the main card bill for this show. Or any other show, it could fit, you know, somewhere in the middle of a, the main card. Um, I think, what, 11 women have already been announced. Leaves room for 10 more. Um, I'm, I'm more, most intrigued on which superstars, when, uh, women superstars, are going to make, like, a one-time appearance. Um, I, I'm not quite sure who will, who won't, um, but I think the winner of the Battle Royal is going to be Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, DDS, DDS, sorry, not DMD, DDS, she, in my opinion, um, I think she's, what, 1-0, and with AEW, so, make it 2-0, give her a guaranteed chance to win the title, I think she's just one of the best female wrestlers, one of the best female wrestlers in the, in the industry, and she is dating or married to or something to the great Adam Cole, baby, so he's the NXT champion, and she's gonna, she's gonna win this match and become the first AEW Women's Champion. Already giving us a future prediction as to who will be the first women's champion um, on the first edition of AEW on TNT October 2nd. Interesting choice. And by the way, Burt Baker is currently 1-1 one in, one in AEW competition. We'll get to the records, of course, later. Of course, you can spiel out you know, what you think about that in general. But uh, just for record purposes, she is 1-1 one one heading into the Battle Royal. So like you said, 11 women have been announced as of... The day of this recording, August 27th. Um, 11 women. We got Nyla Rose, Brandy Rhodes, Jazz, Eva Lise, Teal Piper, Britt Baker, Sadie Gibbs, Big Swole, Ariel Monroe, Ali, and Yuka Sakazaki. Like you said, there's still 10 spots that need to be filled. Uh, who's going to be the surprise entrance? Like you said, are they going to be one offs or are they going to be people that are signed to AEW but just haven't made their debut yet could we see any more OEW girls because we all know that All Elite Wrestling has an affiliate with OEW Oriental uh, Entertainment Wrestling um, I've also think believe they have Triple A in Mexico as an affiliate so could be seeing some superstars from both of those promotions could be seeing just in general surprises could AJ Lee make a one-time appearance? It's Ooh. in Chicago. Something to think about. Um, any legends so, from the past, whether at WWE or just in general? Could we see uh, Aja Kong, Awesome Kong, Kylie Ray, Leva Bates, Bea Presley? Definitely some names that we haven't heard announced yet that could be announced, especially since this podcast is being recorded four days before All Out. There's definitely a chance that we could see some more announcements before that happens, so... Um, either way, should be a very intriguing matchup. It's going to be fun. going to set up nicely for that debut show on TNT where the Women's World Championship will um, 
be decided for the first time ever. I, like you, sir, I'm feeling like there's going to be a doctor in the house that's going to be making an appearance on that debut episode of AEW on TNT and will be competing for the All Elite Wrestling Women's World Championship. And that's going to be Dr. Britt Baker, DDS. She's going to win this match, move on to Washington, D.C., set her sights to become the inaugural AEW Women's Champion. So that'll be fun to watch, fun to see, fun to dissect as we move past All Out and on to October 2. So we're not sure if there's going to be a third pre-show match. Like I said, we're recording this October, or August 27th, still four days out of All Out. So who knows if they're going to announce more things, if they're going to announce another pre-show match, if they're going to announce more entrance for this Women's Battle Royal. Of course, that's, a, that's what you get for... Uh, Recording a little bit earlier, but hey, schedules are the way they are, so you gotta make with what you got. Um, before we get to the main card, uh, some big news that came out of AEW yesterday was Tony Schiavone is signed a contract and will be part of that announced team going forward. Still be with MLW, still would be with uh, doing his What Happened When podcast with Conrad Thompson. He'll still be calling Gwinnett Brave, excuse me, Gwinnett Stripers. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's hard, it's hard. I don't like it. Gwinnett Stripers games, of course, that's a AAA affiliate of the, right now, losing Atlanta Braves. Um, and we're both Braves fans, so just, uh, you know, go with that. Anyways, um, so, uh, he'll be doing that. He'll still be doing his Georgia Bulldogs work, especially with college football coming up here this upcoming week. Um, so did he make his debut at All Out? That ought to be interesting. Um, I love Tony Schiavone. Grew up as a big WCW fan, so it's going to be great hearing his voice back on national television, especially when they go to TNT. But it'll be interesting to see if he makes his debut at All Out. Um, so now we get to the main card. And this is pure speculation, ladies and gentlemen, on match list. It's not official. We're not basing enough of what we think should go on first to last. I literally just started writing down matches and... Most of them seem like, as I, after I wrote them down, I'm like, wow, that actually could be the card. But either way, it's not official as to if this is the first match to the last. Obviously, we probably all know what's the main event. Um, this is not based off of what we think is less interesting to most interesting. Just purely match card. So go with that as you will. We get to the main show. All Out begins. And the first match we're going to go over... It's a six-man tag match. SoCal Uncensored, SCU, Christopher Daniels, Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian in a six-man tag against Lutasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. Feed it to me, sir. Opening match of our preview for the big show. What you got? Well, I think it's going to be a good match, man. I think, I think, this, I think this match was either announced yesterday or today which is why I am thankful we didn't record this like last week because we would have not have talked about this match um, SCU comes out this is the worst town I've ever been in blah 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 I think they end up losing here um, I like Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt it's, it's a man and his dinosaur and his little short amigo um, and, uh, it'll be a good tone setter to the, you know, the crowds, 
going to fill in. They'll set the tone, um, get the crowd energized there. And I think Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, they'll beat SCU to introduce this show. Again, well, for what we think will be the start of the show. Who knows? This could be somewhere towards the end, but we, we have no idea. Yeah, I think it would be a unique match if it did start the show for sure. Uh, it's going to be full of entertainment, full of action. You're probably going to have a little bit of comedy, a little bit of uh, craziness, but definitely a lot of action going on here. I, I, I know that he is what he is, but man, I still think Marco stunts 12 and not 20-something. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Um, crowd's going to love all of this, and they're going to love all six. Um I think they're going to go for more of the Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Sun. I'm a fan of those. My girlfriend Haley loves these two, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Um, don't kill me, but I do think that SCU is going to get a win here. I just think that uh, based off their history here, the past couple pay-per-views with Daniels losing to SEMA at Fighter Fest and then uh, having SCU lose to Lucha Bros last month at Fight for the Fallen. I just think that SCU is going to get a nice little one here. I hate the fact that Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt are uh, uh, pretty much winless in their uh, AEW careers, but they're going to get a win soon. I feel it, and uh, but I just think SCU will get the victory here, which moves us to match number two, which, of course, like we said, it's all speculation. Riho versus Hikaru Shida. Riho has uh, participated in every show up to this point. This will be uh, her fourth match in AEW under the fourth regime here. And for Hikaru, this will be her second. So interesting um, interesting mix of these two, for sure. Uh, these two teamed at Double or Nothing with Ryo Mizunami, who is not on this card or on the show. Uh, but they, uh, those three girls beat Aja Kong, Emi Sakura and Nuka Sakazaki. So um, interesting how they were teammates in May, and here they are right. battling one another <laughs> in August. Uh, Riho is like so small, but she can yeah. take s- just crazy bumps and still get back up. I guess that's just a Japanese style or overseas <laughs> style of wrestling. She looks like the nine year old girl Kenny Omega beat up. So. I think if she really was, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, her and Marco Stunt would be a great tag team if they did mm-hmm. gender stuff. But uh, anyways, I think it's going to be a fast-paced, high-action contest. I think it fills in nicely. It's the only women's match as of right now that's on the main card that I believe will be on the main card. It's just these two women, um, right. which would be interesting. But uh, prediction, I have got Hikaru Shida winning. It'll be her first singles win in AEW. Uh, Riho has gone over a couple times. Um, I just think this is a good time for Hikaru to showcase her skills and take a W here. What do you say, sir? So, uh, I don't know who's going to win this match, but you told me to pick a winner and a a loser here uh, because, you know, in AEW records do matter. And uh, so I said, fuck it, let's go with Riho. Um... I'm not the biggest fan of the Japanese res- women's wrestling style, but I'm sure this will be an interesting match. Um, kind of keep the crowd into it early on in the show and get us ready for some of the 
the more um, anticipated matches, but I'll take a Riho victory here. Good little uh, prediction there, absolutely. Um, let's move on to match number three. We've got the best friends, Chucky Taylor, Trent Beretta versus the Dark Order, which is the team of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Winner of this match gets a first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. That'll be starting off, um, I don't believe, I don't know if it's going to be starting off. I think it's the first round contest are going to be held, um, <clears throat> excuse me, either 10-9 in Boston or maybe the week before when they made their debut in D.C. Either way, one of this match gets a first round bye. What say you about this? Like I said about the and Helly Kojak Evans match, this is one of the deep, or if not the deepest, um, roster tag team rosters. Um, not to say, well, let's just be honest. WWE has a good roster; they just don't utilize their talent well. Um, but I am intrigued from a tag team that I had no idea existed. But the Dark Order is. A really intriguing tag team and so is uh, the best friends um, I just have a feeling here that the Dark Order will get the W um, one of their little stooges will come out and interfere or something now and they'll do some illegal heel shit but the Dark, the dark Order will get the W here yeah, I think that uh, the the context of AEW is to keep us second guessing sometimes and make us think that what we think is obvious isn't really that obvious. And uh, you know, I I'm not gonna lie to you though, these are two teams that I wouldn't have put to in a match to get a first round by. The Dark Order uh, beats Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Jack Evans and, and Elico at Fight for the Fallen order to get to this point. And I believe Beretta and Chucky won at uh, either Double or Nothing or Fighter Fest. And they were also the ones who got a first round or got into this contest as well. But it creates uniqueness. You know, the tag teams like the Private Party, like the Young Bucks, like the Lucha Brothers, like SCU. They're not in this sphere yet of where the winner gets a first round bye. So it's very interesting to see that this uniqueness is being brought out and I like it. Uh, it's going to be a good tag contest I think. The Dark Order brings physicality and mystique to the match. Uh, the best friends are always good. However, it seems like Trump Beretta always takes the most of the beating in their right. contest. So I wonder if that trend will continue or maybe Chucky Taylor will uh, be getting a little bit of the uh, beating up action there. Either way, um, I think that as, as Conrad would say stop being a pushy motherfucker <laughs> basically this is the Conrad Thompson of our podcast here is James so um, go about that as you will And uh, but I do agree with you here I do think the Dark Order does get the win and they will get a first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament now we're going to get into the nitty gritty Match four, all the way down to the last main event of match number eight on the main card, I think is going to be where we're going to be talking a lot about this and creating a lot of the talk and hype that is all out and deservingly so. So match number four, we've got the triple threat. And this match is sponsored by Cracker Barrel, by the way. 
yes, call the Cracker Barrel Clash. The Cracker Barrel Clash, and I've and I've said that they. I'm not jacking or, or making fun of this. Cracker Barrel sponsored All In. I do believe they had a uh, sponsored match in All In. And they had a sponsored match at uh, Double or Nothing. So. Not something well, that I was surprised at. I just thought it was interesting they chose this match and not something else. But this will be a clash, regardless. This is going to be a hell of a yes. contest. Um, and try Cracker Barrel's new fried chicken. I am not getting paid to say that. <laughs> I'm not getting endorsed by that. However, that'd be great. I do love Cracker Barrel. The Cracker Barrel sampler is what I always get. The chicken and dumpling, the meatloaf, and the ham is always a, a good go-to. Either way. Um... <laughs> Cracker Barrel Clash. Triple threat rules here. Three interesting, interesting characters. We've got Darby Allen versus Joey Janela, the bad boy, versus Hell on Wheels himself, Jimmy Havoc. Uh, I know you're a big Janela fan, my, 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 my dear friend, so give me the lowdown. What you got going for this match? Oh, man. I am... I love her, I'm the bad boy. Joey Janela is one of the most entertaining superstars, I think, on the AEW roster. Plus, he drinks White Claw, so anybody that drinks White Claw is cool with me. Um, But, oh, it pains me to say this, but I want, when we go back and listen to this, I want to have more wins than losses. So, I think from a, from a match point of view, I think it's going to be a very, a very technical, very dangerous, very you know intriguing match. A bunch of, of bumps going to be, take place in this match. Um, Jimmy Havoc is a dark horse. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if they picked him to, to win this, but I think just... Just go with my gut feeling on this. Uh, I have to go against my, my boy Janela and pick Darby Allen to win this match. Yeah, first of all, uh, White Claw is disgusting, but um, we're, we're, we're entitled to our opinions. Right. Um, I'm really looking forward to this match. I really enjoy all uh, Darby Allen and... Jimmy Havoc's work, and I definitely respect Janela with his crazy-ass self. Um, like you said, one of the most entertaining and charismatic guys in the business, and Darby Allen is one of the most interesting, unique Mystique characters, and Jimmy Havoc's just uh, a guy that'll beat the hell out of you and doesn't care. Uh, this is going to be hard-hitting. This is going to be crazy. It's going to be intense. It's going to be an action-packed match from beginning to end. Uh, I wonder if Darby Allen pulls a crazy coffin drop from somewhere, like the ceiling or... <laughs> top of the stage i mean he'll risk his limb and body to to sacrifice to hurt his opponent and jimmy havoc will try the most sadistic thing to try to injure his opponents and uh uh havoc just goes hardcore and then joey janela just doesn't care about his body he, he'll uh he'll die in the ring mm-hmm. and uh It'll be uh it'll be an interesting match. I I, I do agree with you. We got a lot of grievances going on here, but I do agree with you that Darby Allen is going to take a win here. I think he uh, deserves a win here. I think he should uh, be elevated to a better spot here on the card. I hate the fact that Joey Janela would be winless. I do believe Jimmy Havoc will be winless as well, but I do believe Mr. Darby Allen will take the win here in a grueling 
fantastic contest. And let's just be thankful for a second that the Cracker Barrel Clash is not written by Vince Russo because if it was, we'd be having some Cracker Barrel chicken and dumplings being thrown in somebody's face. So let's just appreciate that for a minute. Let's just be real that that barrel would be on a pole somewhere. <laughs> and chicken and dumpling on a pole match. <laughs> or a forklift. One of the two. Is, it would be... Uh... It would be ridiculous. That that uh, new fried chicken with the leg would be used as a weapon for sure after mm-hmm. somebody takes a bite out of it. So, uh, yes, let's be thankful that Vince Russo is not a head writer for any wrestling promotion at the point. So, uh, thank God yes. for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, believe me, ladies and gentlemen, we'll tease that as long as we will because uh, <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And if we pressure him enough, it will happen because if he doesn't take it, he's going to show that he's weak. So, uh, you know, hey, hey, listen, I talk about him all the time, but it's mainly to get the man that likes him irritated to finally say, you know what, let's debate about him. And like I said, he said on his podcast before, he doesn't debate people and their ideas and bias. Well, son. Whether it's a topic, whether it's a company, whether it's a sports team, you're going to take a bias towards that person. You're going to debate debate about it. People do different people have different viewpoints. They bring it to the table and they debate it. It shouldn't be about trying to convince you to not like that person, that sports team, that party, or whatever. It should simply debate and have fun with it. That's all we're looking for. So hey, the invitation is always going to be there. It's going to happen one way or another. I don't care if I got to pay this mother effer ten million dollars, which I don't have. I'll I'll pay him anything, almost. Let's let's, let's not put that in writing, but I, I will pay this guy just to do a <laughs> podcast because I just it would be a debate that I would have a lot of fun with, and I think he would too if he really put his mind to it. And Regardless, and I'll moderate the damn thing. You would have to be the very very middleman moderator. Just ask the questions. Don't put your input into it because we don't want him to get his feelings hurt. Um, <laughs> no no two on one handicap. Yeah, no, that just would not be very nice. Gotta be fair. I hated him first, so <laughs> true. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take one for the tea. But, but to be completely honest, for a while now, I had no idea who the hell he was. So, to be honest with you, it would be better if you didn't. <laughs> Regardless, let's get back to uh, the business at task here. After throwing a little bit of shade at that, and that's okay because I know he's gonna throw some shade back at us on his next podcast. So, we'll be anxious to hear that. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you pressure him enough, tweet him, comment on his posts on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat him, get him to take, get him to take it, get him to say, you know what, f this, I'm gonna do it. Anyways, match number five is uh, it's gonna be an interesting match. A lot of these are for sure. This one was not originally scheduled. This is why at every wrestling show, every fight you ever see, it always says card subject to change, and we've got one here. It's Pac versus Kenny Omega. This is Pac's AEW debut. Of course, we all know his fiasco at Double or Nothing. It should have been Pac versus Adam Page. We didn't get that there. Instead, they wrestled um, elsewhere, and AEW put that on their YouTube channel for free. So instead, we got Pac here against Omega. Match that should have been 
Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in a very highly anticipated match. Moxley's got MRSA in his elbow, basically an infection that uh, is resistant to a lot of different antibiotics. Had to get it basically surgically removed. And unlike Kenny's words, and I love Kenny Omega, but I do hope Moxley does get better soon. Got to see him in the ring. He's got, excuse me, he's got a month or so to get ready for the debut of AEW on TNT, October second. So uh, we shall. Uh, we shall wait and see when Moxley will return. Who knows? He may have a little bit of a surprise here. He may show up. So uh, not that he would do anything too physical, but you never know. And regardless, Pac versus Kenny Omega, my dear friend. What uh, what you got going on for this one? So this match is probably one of the matches that I have thought long and hard, probably the longest I've thought of any match on this card about the most for lack of a better term, logical ending to the match and we all know Pac's debacle um, how he didn't want to lose to Adam Page for the title and that's why he threw a fit and I don't know. It, it, it feels to me, I feel like the original plans were for Moxley to go over on uh, Omega. And Omega's the kind of guy that, at least what it seems like, is Omega is a, one of the one of the bros. He, he's a, he loves the business. He loves doing what he has to do. And I feel like to Omega, it's not necessarily about the money, not about the prestige, not about being considered the best he just likes doing what he does so if he has to put over Pac I feel like he can put over Pac I feel like Pac though is one of those guys that he kind of has the Austin Aries mentality where he's the best in the motherfucking world and his shit don't stink and he if he's not gonna win then he's not gonna fight um so I feel like Pac will get the win because I think originally it's gonna be it was gonna be Moxley going over um, Omega and I feel like Omega is will be okay with putting Pac over. It's not a championship match. It's nothing necessarily um, big in terms of like where he stands inside the you know context of getting a title shot. Um, though. I think that would put Omega as winless in singles competition. Um, I don't know. It just feels to me that Omega is okay with putting the younger talent or the the newer talent, the people that maybe the U.S. market hasn't really known, but they're still really, really great competitors. Uh, he, he's, he, it feels like he's okay with putting them over because he is already worldwide known. So... There's nothing else really for him to prove except to help put his bros over. So I think Pac gets to win here. Interesting, uh, interesting take there for sure. An interesting prediction as well. Um, going back to that, Omega does have one singles win, and that was against Sema at Fight for the Fallen. So yes. once again, it's okay. There's been a lot of, a lot of from people here, so you have to always. You know, remember look, who fought who. And, I, I, I'm not. I don't have the time you do at work to sit and look at all the records. So. And that's okay. That's why I wrote them down. So we're good to go. I got you covered. 
Um, so, this might be my biggest rant here of the night, is uh, is this match. I was severely looking forward to Moxley versus Omega. Just the different clash of styles, the intensity that feud had been built up, and just the uh, downright nastiness that was going to happen this Saturday at All Out was uh, one of the most highly anticipated matches on the card, and for sure. Sucks Moxley got injured. They got a great replacement in Pac, though. I think it's going to be one hell of a match regardless. I think that uh, these two matches, uh, their clash, their styles match a little bit for sure. Um, and, and it sucks that we're not going to get Moxley versus Omega. It just means we're going to get them down the road, whether it's at another pay-per-view next year, whether it's at a, a future AEW on TNT show, which you never know. But... Uh, we will get it down the road. Now, here's my thing. And I'm sure that they've already figured this out in their contractual situations that once AEW kind of goes on television, the large majority of these wrestlers will not be able to wrestle outside of AEW. There might be a few of these like the Lucha Brothers and the OEW guys and gals that can go back and forth, I would imagine. But I would imagine for quite a few of these, once once 10-2 hits, you're not going... You're not going anywhere. However, uh, how f- frustrating must it feel for Cody and Tony Khan, you know, the Bucks, to especially for for Omega, to uh, anticipate the hell out of this match. You know, cut great promos for both of them, build up between Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen and Double or Nothing. Um, to have Moxley get injured because he's wrestling in Japan and Mexico and all these other other indie events, how frustrating must it be? Because this is something that just like with WWE, very 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 few people have contracts to either wrestle at any indie show or at any other promotion, whether it's NXT UK or Evolve. They want their guys to be strictly contractually obligated for WWE, so that way they don't have these kind of things happen. It's one thing to be injured in your company. It's understandable. It happens. But to get injured at a show or another promotion, right. I'm sure pisses them off a little bit. So I'm wondering if that uh, is already a thing that they've already said or if that's something that they're going to put their foot down and say, listen, guys, you're either all elite or you're not going to be all elite because we're not going to be having this happen to our bigger talents and anybody that we want to push or or the case may be, you know, we want you guys to be healthy as much as you can. I, um, I'm sure there's a few of them, like the Lucha Brothers and maybe the OEW people that uh, maybe contractually can say, yeah, we can wrestle with these other promotions. But anyways, right. this match is going to have a lot of high-flying spots. I think it's going to be very fast-paced, but it's also going to be a technical match at the same time. It's going to be all-in-one. It's going to be a potential match of the night for sure. I think Pac and Omega's styles match up very well. Uh, the nastiness that Pac brings to viciousness that Kenny can bring um, the high flying that both these guys can do and the technicality both these guys can possess I think it's going to be a fantastic match so while it's not going to be the intensity and craziness of Omega versus Moxley Pac versus Omega to me is going to be a great thing and I wonder if Pac was going to be a big surprise at this show regardless whether it's either debut or appear or run in or something like that but uh, hey it's good to have that kind of replacement on your bench that's for sure and uh well, I definitely agree that Omega does not mind putting people over. He put over Jericho at double or nothing. Um, I think Kenny gets a win here. 
I think Moxley was originally going to go over as well, but I think that uh, because of this, you know, I think that Kenny's just going to be, you know, in a different mindset of just going to go after Pog and uh, have a hell of a match, beat him up a little bit, and take the win. So I'm going to go with Mr. Omega on this one for sure. That, that could happen. I'm just happy that Cody uh, has said that they are rescheduling this match. So we'll get to see it eventually. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's going to be awesome whenever it does happen for sure. Right. Speaking of Cody. It's going to be our next contest. <laughs> match number six. Cody versus Sean Spears, who recently just got married to Peyton Royce. So congratulations there, Mr. Perfection. Um, hope you guys have a long-lasting and loving marriage. And uh, don't take any chair shots to the head by anybody there, Sean. But uh, Cody versus Sean Spears, and Sean Spears will have Tully Blanchard in his corner contractually obligated Cody can have only one person in his corner it's going to be interesting to see who uh, who shows up for this is uh, it's going to help that having Tully and Sean's corner but who's going to be in Cody's corner is it going to be Brandy is it going to be MJF who is apparently Cody's best friend is it going to be another legend like Ric Flair maybe or a different legend somebody that had a pass with Tully Blanchard Magnum TA or Anybody like that? Or could it be Cody's brother, Dustin? Could it be Pharaoh? Why would you have a dog at ringside? I don't know, but hey. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to be interesting to see if anybody or who is going to be in Cody's corner. Pretty excited for this match. This feud has also been built very greatly, especially after that botch uh, heard around the world, but that chair shot heard around the world when uh, Spears opened up Cody with that lip of the chair shot to the back of the head and uh the promos built for these him. yeah the, the promos built for this it's been great totally blanchard and in, in sean spears corner's got this old school feel to it but i think it's gonna be a very ground and pound brawly type of match it's gonna be very physical um these two can be very technical too there's not gonna be a whole lot of high flying high spots here this is gonna be a ground and pound technical in your face kind of brawl type of match but uh, it's gonna be very interesting i've uh I got Sean Spears getting a win here. I got Sean Spears coming in, somehow beating up Cody. Either the run-in cost Cody the match or something like that. Either way, I think Sean Spears ends up taking the W at All Out. And, uh, man, it seems like we're, we're all agreeing. And that's not good because I want to beat you in record. But I, too have Sean Spears winning, but I have a pretty specific reason why Sean Spears wins. I think Sean Spears and Cody beat each other basically both unconscious, and MJF will come in and interfere and knock the hell out of Sean Spears with a chair, causing a DQ. Cody loses, Sean Spears wins by disqualification. Interesting kind of dynamic, a... and that uh, I can see that happening. Maybe it presents a potential setup for a feud between Cody and uh, MJF because we all know it's coming. But uh, if you've ever seen any of the being the elite shows and stuff like that, it's it's bound to happen. But uh, mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting. You got a you got a DQ going here, and uh, I too also agree. You know, it's it's. 
it's cool that we have the same mindset at the same time. It's like, all right, we got to have something different. We do have something a little <laughs> bit different. Um, I think you had Angelico and Jack Heavens beating the uh, private party. I had it the other way around. And uh, I believe we've got, you've had, you had Rio beating Hikaru uh, Shida. I had Shida winning. Um, you had Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Orko Stunt winning. I've had, I've had SEU winning. So we got a little bit of differences, but nothing that, you know, up to the main roster level yet, for sure. But we're getting there. And what I think will be the semi main event of the show. I think this will be match of the night for sure. The Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, brother versus brothers versus brothers, Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, in the Escalera de la Muerte, which in English is a ladder match. And this is for the Triple A World Tag Team titles. Sucks that, of course, this is a different promotion's tag team championships being broadcasted on a other promotion's pay-per-view. But we don't have the AEW World Tag Team Championships yet, so it is what it is. Either way, ladder match for the AAA World Tag Team titles. Give me your thoughts on this. Well... Once again, the tag teams rule in AEW, and while people may think that they've seen the Bucks and the Lucha Bros, what this will probably—I think they fought each other every pay-per-view, but they just have such good chemistry in the ring. In my opinion, two of the best, if not the two best, tag teams. In all of professional wrestling, um, you had the ladder match uh, stipulation there. I think it just makes it even better. Um, the fact that there are titles on the line and a pay per view that it's it's all setting up storyline for the debut uh, TV episode, but we got titles on the line, so it it means something. It has stakes. It's an Eric Bischoff fantasy world right here um there's something to fight for i think at the end of the day triple r is the lucha bros territory they get the w they show their oh man i'm gonna mess up saying this was it cello yet i don't know how to say it you can say it later um let me get my four-year-old <laughs> daughter savannah if she was here, she would say it for us because I taught her how to say it, and she says it perfectly now, and it's amazing. <laughs> Cero Miedo. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Um, they're going to show that they don't have any fear, and they will beat the Bucks and take the Triple R tag team titles back to Mexico. Um, and... Uh, Match of the night. I, I, I agree with you there. It's going to be match of the night. Um, I don't even think the, the AEW title match is going to beat what this match is. And, man, I, I, it's probably... I was like you. I, th- I think I was mostly highly, an- highly anticipating the, the Moxley-Omega uh, fight. Obviously, that's not going to happen. This is probably my second most anticipated match. One, because I think the Young Bucks 
are very, um, they're hated on for no reason. And, uh, I think they, they know the craft better than most tag teams. And the Lucha Bros are, in my opinion, the best tag team in all of professional wrestling. And I just, I love the chemistry both teams have. So, uh, AEW is making me fall in love with tag team wrestling and I can't wait to see this match take place yeah man I definitely agree with you I uh, I definitely think it's going to be a match tonight for sure there's a lot of history with these two teams they've traded these tag team championships back and forth for a few months now putting on matches in Mexico putting on matches in AEW in the states Um, I'm not going to lie I can watch these two teams all day all week Mm -hmm. Uh, these are two of the best tag teams in the world Bar none, easily. Um, and the fact that they're both brothers just makes it even better because they have that natural chemistry of working together. Um, so it's awesome to see that these brothers are making the tag team scene relevant again. And what's interesting to think about this is that four of the ten matches, both buy-in pre-show and main card, four of the ten are tag team matches. That's awesome. You don't see that very often in any promotion, let alone the main one. But uh, it's awesome to see that because tag team wrestling does matter. It has a spot in professional wrestling still. AEW is bringing that back. I could be happier. I could be more excited because the tag team division is deep. It's awesome. It's great. Um, there's going to be some kind of crazy spots throughout this match. Off the ladder, through the ladder, under a ladder. Somehow, some way, you know, whatever. On top, whatever. It's gonna be one of Double the best ladder. ladder matches I think of all time, and that's going a very that's, that's putting that's putting a high stake on that. Think Ooh. back to the greatest ladder matches. You've got obviously the first one with uh, WrestleMania 10 between Michaels and Razor. Think back to some of the tag team ladder matches between either Edge and Christian and the Dudleys, Edge and Christian and the Hardys, Hardys and the Dudleys, all three of them. Right. Definitely a lot of. Tag team matches and a lot of ladder matches that happening in general. I think this is going to be up there in the top five best ladder matches of all time. I'm putting that I'm putting that on there, and I'll be damned if I'm right. I'll be damned if I'm wrong. So <laughs> I'm putting my chips in. I'm going all out for that, and I'm saying it's going to be one of the best ladder matches in the history of professional wrestling. And yes, I agree with you. I think the Young Bucks have gotten the best of the Lucha Brothers for a while. They beat them a double or nothing. At Fighter Fest, it was a six-man tag where Phoenix and Pentagon teamed with Laredo Kid and Omega teamed with the Young Bucks, the Elite. They beat the Lucha Brothers. The Lucha Brothers kind of beat them in Mexico. So there's just a standoff here, and there's got to be a finality, and this is going to be the finality, I think, as far as these two for now, especially with these tag team championships from a different promotion. Like you said, these AAA tag team championships are going to stay with the Lucha Brothers and go back to Mexico, um, where I don't think we'll see the Triple A Tag Team Championships being defended on an AEW show for a while. I could be wrong about that. But uh, Lucha Brothers get the W here for sure. Which leads us to the main event of the evening. In my best Michael Buffer impersonation. If they brought Michael Buffer out for the main event, that would be fantastic. 
I'll pay him $25,000. I don't give a shit how many times WCW paid that boy. He's worth it. Bring him back. Bring his brother, Bruce. That'd be even better. Yeah, see, if they're bringing back the, the WCW commentary team, just, just bring it all back. Yeah, if you have to change it, bring Bruce Buffer instead of Michael Buffer. Right. Because, boy, that would be one hell of an introduction. Fighting! Anyways. Chris Jericho versus Hangman Adam Page for the inaugural All Elite Wrestling World Championship. We're finally here. We're finally, finally here. Not just for the main event, but we're finally here after months and months of build-up. Months and months of anticipation of when we're going to see this title being first defended, first presented, first fought for. Ever since they announced this and they showed this thing back at Double or Nothing in May, three months later, we are finally here. A little over a month before they hit television on TNT... We're going to finally have an AEW champion being crowned. And boy, it's a doozy. It's going to be an interesting match. Heyman Page, Jericho, AEW World Championship. Take it away. Give me your thoughts. Oh, it is. Oh, it is going to be a, a very good match. Um... To be the main event of the evening, Hangman versus Jericho. I love Jericho. I always have loved him um, ever since I can remember watching wrestling, um, which was when he was in WWF. Um, from what I've heard, he was very good in WCW too. Um, oh, Jericho! Just the way that he's able to transcend his character and just make it more complex and more creative when you think that he his character is, is dead he just adds a new element to it um, at the same time Hangman Page oh he is he is fantastic I love Hangman I love Jericho it is going to be a brawl. Jericho wants his thank you. Is he going to get his thank you? I think he will. I think Jericho will get his thank you. And he'll get his thank you when he wins the main event of All Out. He beats Hangman. He finally gets what he wants. And he, he shoves it down the throat of Cody and the Bucks and Tony Khan. And all of what he calls the the corporate ass kissers. And he gets his thank you. And he holds the title to be the face of AEW leading in to their TNT debut in October. That's how he gets his thank you. Chris Jericho is the first ever AEW champion. All right. I like your thinking. So, not going to lie. I'm a little nervous for this match. Because the styles are a little similar in that they're they're very 
hard-hitting. But they're different at the same time because Hangman is a little bit more, of course, he's younger, he's a little more athletic, a little bit stronger than Jericho. Of course, Jericho is a savvy veteran. And I want this to be one hell of a match. And I think it will be. I think it's going to be a little bit different style of match. This has also got some physicality in this to it. This has also got some intensity behind it once Jericho won his main event match against Omega at Double or Nothing. And Heyman Page won the Casino Battle Royal and the, on the buy-in pre-show of Double or Nothing that set up these two in the main event for All Out for the AEW World Championship. This feud's built up. It's built up fantastically, for sure. It's old school versus new school. Going to be a match that I don't think will be matched tonight, and that's okay with them. But I think they're going to do everything they can to make this one hell of a memorable match. Jericho prided himself to be to, to make that Omega versus Jericho one match at Wrestle Kingdom one of the best matches on the card, and it definitely was. And I think he's wanting to do the same thing here for Heyman Page, and I'm sure Heyman knows that he's in for the fight of his life. Jericho knows he's in for the fight of his life. And not many people get to say they're the first ever of something. Jericho was the first ever undisputed WWF champion. He's reminded that uh, to us a lot, a lot, a lot. Will he add another first to his illustrious career by becoming the first AEW world champion? Before I get to my prediction, you know, Bret Hart came out of double or nothing and presented and debuted and unveiled the All Elite Wrestling World Championship. Will a legend be there to present the title to the winner? Bret Hart or somebody else? Something to think about. Uh, I expect it to be a very physical, brawlish type match. I expect at least one or both of these guys to get color, aka busted open, bleeding. I just think it's going to add a whole new dynamic to this match. I think it would be, uh, wouldn't surprise me to see either one of these or both of these guys bleed. They're going to put their blood, sweat, and tears to this match and make it worthwhile for sure. This is about the first ever AEW World Championship. They want to be in that limelight to be the say, to be, you know, to be known as the first ever world champion of AEW. Any run-ins that could happen? Any run-ins from anybody? Because we already know Jericho has already said, and he'll say it again, he's willing to do whatever it takes to become the world champion. Adam Page has said recently on one of the last Road to All Outs, and he said this very, very distinctly and matter-of-factly, he's willing to do anything to become world champion. I think there's something to that. I don't quite know what it is, but it would make sense for somebody or something to help Page win this match. Does it mean that Paige turns heel? Jericho turns face? I don't know about that. But, uh... My friend, remind me again, where is this... Where is this pay-per-view being, being held? I love at? where this is going. Oh, it is happening. Where is this pay-per-view the, being held at? The great city. The great crime-infested city of Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. Sears Center, Chicago, Illinois. Tell me what's what's home for Chicago. You got, you got the Cubs. Got the White, uh, the, the White Sox. The, the Blackhawks. Got the Blackhawks. Got who else? You got 
bears. There's bears. A lot of bees in this town. They've also got. They got. They got. A, they got a cult of personality over in Chicago. They got a cult of personality. You're catching on to what I'm saying. Cole Cabana is going to debut. No, I'm just kidding. Ah. <laughs> um, Cole Cabana could make a run in. Who knows? Phil Brooks is going to have a signing in Chicago. And I know that he kind of had a little bit of a, of a showing last year at All In. Okay. Right. And I think that he's not yet quite ready to full-time dedicate his life back to professional wrestling. I do think that he still loves the MMA world enough that maybe he doesn't fight for that, but he is a commentator for a MMA promotion. However, however, I just feel that there's going to be a run in here. Either at the very end or in the middle of the match to help one of these combatants win the match. I think Phil Brooks makes his long-awaited appearance to the wrestling world at All Out to help somebody win the championship. Like I said, I don't know if there's going to be a debuting superstar at the end of the match, in the middle of the match, to help. A lot of people said, is it Adam Page's time? Is he even quite ready to become a world champion? Well, this run-in is going to determine all of this. And Phil Brooks, CM Punk... Is going to come in and he's going to help the hangman, the hangman, Adam Page, to become the very first <laughs> inaugural AEW All Elite Wrestling World Champion. Now, I think that means there's only three results that we have differently. And I said there might have been one at the very end that could have altered that. And this is it. Now, of course, it does make sense to have Jericho win the world championship. Right. To go to TNT, the debut of the show, with an established superstar in the business as world champion. And it makes sense. It really does. It was very hard for me to pick against Jericho for that reason. I like Hank, man. And that's my, that's my boy. Omega's my dude too, but I badly want Adam Page to win this because he's worked hard enough at this business to, to be in the spot he is. And it's no mistake that he's here. There's a reason for it. And my gut feeling, I've got the hangman taking over and being truly elite by becoming All Elite Wrestling's first world champion. So what you're saying is as one self-proclaimed greatest in the world will help destroy another self-proclaimed greatest in the world. Even if CM Punk beat Jericho at WrestleMania 28 in Miami, Florida for the WWE Championship, I think to fully assert himself as the best in the world, Punk one-ups Jericho one more time. And this may be the end of Chris Jericho as we know it, but it may lead to a more deadly, devastating, psychotic, crazy, intense Chris Jericho that maybe we have not yet seen or that we haven't seen or haven't wanted to see in a while. Interesting. Another thing that you've got to think of, if, if I'm correct, isn't Jericho 
on the debut episode of TNT. Isn't he fighting the Bucks in Omega with a special tag team that he has not yet announced? He has. He definitely is. So, does his tag team choice make a run in? That's an interesting point. There could be a couple run-ins in this match. There could be a couple run-ins. Either Jericho's tag team partners come in. And then maybe the Bucks try to come in and uh, fend them off. Cody may come in and try to fend them off. Or Phil Brooks, CM Punk may come in and fend them off. Now we're getting too deep into this. We're thinking a lot about it. We're thinking a lot about it. But that's why... That's why it's a prediction in the preview show, and we could be totally wrong and bat something out of left field, but that's what makes this fun. Yeah. So, where does this lead us? After All Out, let's quickly run over our records for All Elite Wrestling, the win-loss records here. I told you guys, we're covering a lot of stuff here, so bear with us here. So, uh, only I wrote down every single superstar that's wrestled a match, whether it was a battle royal or whatever, in All Elite Wrestling, but I only highlighted the ones that were going to be participating, so we're not going to go over every single superstar. That would take up five hours of the show. So, we're going to start from the bottom work our way up. Uh, I, because I forgot to do this earlier, I just now put him down. So, Pac is making his All Elite Wrestling debut. I have him losing and being 0-1. You have him going 1-0. Next man up on this list is Stu Grayson of the Dark Order. We both had him winning. He started out before All Out 1-0. He ends up 2-0 with Dark Order after that. Moving on up the list here. And if you need to interject me at any point in time, you just tell me and let me know. Marco Stunt was 0-1 before All Out afterwards. I have him losing in that six-man tag with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus against SCU going 0-2. You have him, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus beating SCU, so he ends up 1-1 on your record scheme. Hikaru Shida was 1-0 before All Out. After this, I have her going 2-0, defeating Riho. You have her losing, going 1-1. Evil Uno, who is tag team partners with Stu Grayson of the Dark Order, I have them beating... The best friends of Beretta and Chucky T going 2-0. He was 1-0 beforehand. You also have him going 2-0. We both have the Dark Order winning, of course. Brandy Rhodes in the gauntlet match. They do count that as a match, so if you don't win, they count as a loss. Brandy Rhodes was 1-0 with her singles win in her debut against Ali. She is in the 21 Women's Casino Battle Royal. We both have her not winning that. She'll end up 1-1. Yuka Sakazaki was 0-2 before All Out. She's also in this Women's Battle Royal. She's obviously not going to win it for both of us. She will be 0-3. Tremperetta, part of the best friends with Chucky e. T, is 2-0 before All Out. And we both have them losing to the Dark Order, so they will end up 2-1. Sean Spears was 1-1 before All Out. He did lose in the inaugural Casino Battle Royal at Double or Nothing, and then defeated uh, Havoc Allen and uh, Janella at Fight for the Fallen with um, MJF um, and Sammy Guevara, I believe. He ends up as 2-1 and one on or after All Out after defeating Cody at All Out. 
Nyla Rose is also in the Women's Battle Royal. She will lose. Both of us say that, and we agree to that. She'll end up 0-3. She was 0-2, which is hard to say that one of the most dominating-looking females of the Women's Division is winless. Crazy to think. Mark Quinn, part of the private party, is 0-2 before All Out. I have the private party defeating Angelico and Jack Evans. He's going to go 1-2. You've got him going 0-3. Luchasaurus was 0-2 before this. Um, I have them losing that six-man tag. He's going to go to 0-3. You have him with Jungle Boy and Marco Sump winning. Pushes him to 1-2. Jack Evans, uh, him and Angelico, was 0-2 before this. I have them losing. He's going to go 1-3. You have him beating with Angelico, beating the private party, going 1-2. I say Cassidy, a private party, 0-2 before this. I have them winning. They'll go 1-2. You have them going 0-3. Uh, Darby Allen, 0-1-1, that draw with Cody at Fighter Fest, and then them losing that six-man tag at Fight for the Fallen. He was 0-1-1. We both have him winning that triple threat, and he will push his record to 1-1-1. Chucky T of the best friends was 2-0 before All Out. I have him losing. You have him losing. Oh, no, excuse me. You have Chucky Taylor uh, and Beretta also losing. That's right. Yeah, they're losing. Two and one. Christopher Daniels of SCU. He was one and one before All Out. I have SCU winning. They're going to go to two and one. You have them losing, pushing into one and two. Britt Baker is going to be in the 21 Women's Battle Royal. We both have her winning, pushing her record to two and one. She was one and one beforehand. And Helico was 0 and two. He's going to be 0 and three after him and Evans lose. You have him and Evans winning, pushing into one and two. We're almost finished here, I promise. <laughs> Allie was one on one before this. She's in that woman's battle royal. We both have her losing. She's pushing it to one and two. Scorpio Sky of SCU was one and two before all out. I have him and SCU winning. They're going to go to two and two. You have him losing, pushing him to one and three. Riho was two and one before all out. After our all out predictions, I have Rio losing. She'll go to two and two. You have her beating Ikaru Shia, uh, Shikera, and. Uh, you have her going to three and one. Lucha Brothers, you're gonna re- uh, before all out, we're one and two. We both have them retaining the AAA World Tag Team Championships. They will go to two and two. Young Bucks were undefeated coming into all out of three and zero. Oh. We both have them losing in that ladder match, and they will go to three and one. Kenny Omega fighting Pac, originally scheduled for Moxley. Moxley's out. Pac is in. He was 2-1 and one before All Out. I have him winning. He'll go to 3-1. and one. You have him losing, going to 2-2. Two and two. Jungle Boy is 0-3. And, and as much as I want the boy to win, the boy is uh, yet to find his way. And he'll lose and end up 0-4. You have him in that six-man tag with Stunt and Luchasaurus winning, pushing his record to 1-3. Joey Janela and Jimmy Havoc are both 0-3 before All Out. And the bad boy and the Hellraiser are not winning that triple threat as we predicted. And are both going 0-4. Frankie Kazarian of SCU was 1-2 before All Out. Of course, that's six-man tag. I have him winning, going to 2-2. Two two. You have him losing, going 1-3. Cody, before All Out, 1-1-1. One, one, one. I have him losing as well as you, pushing his record to 1-2-1. One, and, and then the final two, Chris Jericho, 1-0, coming into All Out, his debut AEW match against uh, Omega Double Nothing, put him to 1-0. I have him losing the world title match. Push him to 1-1. You have him winning, going to 2-0. And Heyman Adam Page is going to come out of All Out, still undefeated in my book, 
going from 3 and 0 to 4 and 0 winning the world championship you have him going to 3 and 1 a lot of records there a lot of records a lot of writing there but uh, records matter and that's why we had to do it we had to do it because records matter If that's the way it's going to be, that's the way it's going to be. If I have to write this down every time to do a show or pay-per-view, I will because records matter, right? I believe they do. That's what they said. Exactly right. A little bit of a tongue twister there. So let's go over um, some things that are coming up after All Out. Some, um, Some events that are coming up for AEW. Of course, after this, this is the last show, as far as we know. Before they hit weekly television. And they start their weekly television October 2nd in Washington, D.C. Capital One Arena. Home of your 2018 Stanley Cup champion. Washington Capitals, by the way. Yeah, buddy. AEW on TNT (laughs) debut. Um, Not going to go over everything that's been announced. Of course, you've mentioned that uh, Jericho and Surprise Partners will take on Omega and the Young Bucks. Um... This is where also the match for the first ever, the inaugural AEW Women's Championship, will take place. So, uh, that'll be interesting to see who comes out of the debut television show as All Elite Wrestling's first women's world champion. Um, from there, we go next week, 10-9, to Boston, Massachusetts at the Agonist Arena. Uh, kind of the biggest thing that's going on there that we know of so far is a round one AEW World Tag Team title tournament match. Between the private party and the Young Bucks. That'll be interesting. 10-16, we're in Philadelphia. The Lear Cura Center. Where uh, TNA Lockdown 2009 happened as well. Uh, that'll be the first defense for the AEW Women's and World Championships. So that's going to be an interesting and awesome show in Philadelphia. You'll get to see the first title defenses for both the AEW World Championship and Women's World Championship. 1023, we're in Pittsburgh, PA, blah, at the Peterson Fence Center. Um, you'll see the AEW Tag Team Championship semifinals happening there. Next week, 1030 in Charleston, West Virginia, at the Charleston Coliseum, you will see the AEW Tag Team Title Finals. So you will get to the crown the first ever All Elite Wrestling World Tag Team Champions in Charleston, West Virginia. And then... Eleven six. That's November sixth, two thousand and nineteen. Pro wrestling has its legacy restored. <laughs> it returns home. It returns home, like he said, to an historic arena that has had lost its la- lost its luster in the wrestling industry. AEW is bringing it back. Coming to our town of Charlotte, North Carolina, at the Boatplex, Bojangles Coliseum, formerly known as the Independence Arena. AEW. Coming to Charlotte. Can't wait for that. We're going to that show, of course. A few of us, uh, a few of our friends are going as well. It's going to be an exciting show. This will be the first show... After all three titles have at least been defended or won. So after 10.30, we all know who champions are. So it's going to be interesting to see if any championships will be defended. If all three champions will show up. That's going to be awesome to see. 
can't wait. Maybe by then you'll have maybe by then you'll have a, a date set on the the whole debate thing. But I'm still pushing know. for December thirty first, but of course that's up to the uh, to the lackluster man over there. Um, <laughs> Come on, man! Stop being a pussy, motherfucker. Hey, go Conrad Thompson on his ass. We'll do it. We'll do it. Um, you just said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to be the Conrad Thompson in our debate, that'd be great. I don't care how it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Um, we, just start, we just need to start on all our, our pages. Hashtag make Randall debate. I like that. Get the hashtag going, guys. Hashtag make <laughs> Randall debate. If you want to throw in some other hashtags, if you want to throw in some interesting adjectives, I'm all for it. I like a little trash talking, so uh, I don't care how many messages he sends us on Facebook or whatever he says on his podcast saying that we're bitches, saying that we're, we can't keep Bruto's name out of our mouth. Listen, bud, we'll stop saying it the moment we debate. The moment we decide who's right and who's wrong. Simple as that. That's all I need is just for us to debate, and I'll stop talking about him and you. <laughs> um, before we, of course, get out of here and do all of our plugs and stuff like that, uh, I will mention that um, TNT will air a one-hour special the day before All Out, August the 30th. This recording will probably be up. It's now August 28th. Welcome on Wednesday, October 28th for... Uh, <laughs> James and myself here on the Eastern Coast. It's over midnight. Uh, we're almost at an hour and a half of this podcast, so uh, we're uh, we're getting to the end here, though. But um, this probably will be up by eight twenty nine. So I'll get to twenty nine. That's a Thursday for the uh, for you people. Um, the day before All Out, August thirtieth, TNT will air a one hour special called the Countdown to All Out, and I'll be premiering at ten p.m. Eastern time on TNT. A special one-hour broadcast on 8:30 at 10 p.m. So something to either record or watch. Uh, let's see how some early AEW programming on TNT before they made their debuts. So that's pretty cool. Um, any last thoughts? Any last comments? Questions? Anything before we? Skedaddle on out of here. Double or nothing happened, and the wrestling world changed. And Saturday night, we will see it change again. And it's it's exciting to see. professional wrestling get the attention that it once had and that there is a company that wanted to restore the traditional roots of professional wrestling history will be made at All Out history will be made in October when this unnamed show airs on TNT history will be made AEW is breaking barriers that no one had seen possible and never thought would be possible again after WCW died its miserable death. They are competing 
with the giant WWE. And I won't say they will win. It's too early to tell. We have to wait. And But they're competing. And history will be made on Saturday. History will be made in October. And we get to be a part of history. Something that, at least my generation, we can't... I can't claim WCW. I wasn't born when the 83 weeks were going around. If I was, I was too young to remember it. But we can claim that history will be made. And AEW is the first company since WWE basically took a monopoly on the company. To actually sit here and compete with Vince McMahon and to me is that's what is most exciting is we finally have competition again and and professional wrestling it's, and I don't care if you're a WWE fan or an AEW mark or you like anything once professional wrestling has competition and everybody's doing what they can to outdo each other the product becomes better and everybody becomes happier. That's what I'm excited about the most. I think it's going to be probably the best pay-per-view of any pay-per-view in any promotion of so far this year. And I, I can't wait till Saturday to see every competitor bring the roof down in Chicago. Absolutely. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't say it better myself. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is a awesome 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 an interesting time to be a wrestling fan it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan finally we can sink our teeth into something so deep and so rich and invigorated with talent storylines with hype with intrigue that all elite wrestling possesses like you said double or nothing may 25th 2019 History happened. Once again, this Saturday night, August 31st, 2019, history will happen again. And it will only continue starting in October, on October 2, when AEW hits TNT. It's an awesome time to be a wrestling fan. I have not been this excited for a pay-per-view in a long, 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 long time. And... As you said, I think it's also going to be one of the best pay-per-views, if not the best pay-per-view of 2019 in the past decade. I think this is going to be... It's a good dress rehearsal for everybody in that company that's wrestling that night to show what they can do, to show what AEW is all about. I'm sure TNT execs are going to be there. I'm sure Warner Media execs are going to be there. And that's okay. Because... They already know what they got themselves into. This is going to be an absolutely entertaining, exciting, wonderful, adrenaline-rushing promotion that we have not seen in a long time. And uh, September 18th is going to come. That's a Wednesday night. And that's when an old little promotion called NXT will have their first live show on the USA Network. But then two weeks later, ladies and gentlemen, on October 2, the Wednesday Night Wars begin. And don't worry, we're going to have you covered with all that. Between James's podcast, Taking the Bump, 
my podcast of Beyond the Curtain as we lead up to October 2nd. It's going to be an awesome and amazing night. We may do something special for October the 2nd. Haven't yet quite decided if we're going to do it yet or not, but we may have something called a uh, a uh, watch along where you're going to hear us give our thoughts as what the show is going on. We may give a great dissecting prediction or preview of the shows. We may give both NXT and AEW um, recaps weekly, or at least uh, for the first few weeks. Nonetheless, it's going to be an amazing time. I can't wait for it. James can't wait for it. We all can't wait for it. It's going to be awesome, guys. Get excited. Get hyped. Get ready. It's happening. <laughs> and it's here and it's now. Um, catch AEW All Out live this Saturday, August 31st. It's going to be streaming live on Bleach Report Live. B slash R live if you look on the app. Uh, it's going to be on traditional pay-per-view. I know DirecTV is going to be carrying the Dish to you. Dish is also going to be carrying it. Um, for anybody watching overseas, it'll be on the Fight TV app overseas as well as Box Office ITV, ITV Box Office in the UK. Regardless, you guys, listen, I know it's 50 bucks, but it's going to be 50 bucks well spent. I'm doing it. You should do it. Get some friends to watch. Help them pitch in. That's what I'm doing. You don't have to pay the full 50. Just have some people come on over. Help pitch in 10 or 15 bucks. Order some pizza, some wings, drink some beer, drink some alcohol. Have fun. And enjoy the show because it's going to be one that you guys will not forget, I'm sure. Um, anything else, man, you want to add before we get out of here? Well, no. I think all I got to say is you don't want to miss history. There are many people that miss a bunch of historic events and regret it. Don't be one of them and miss this pay-per-view. Um, like Cody said, we will keep you covered on all of this groundbreaking historical development in professional wrestling. A new era is becoming. Um, make sure to follow all the social medias, uh, Taking the Bump podcast, Beyond the Curtain podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Outlaw Sports, everybody. I'll let Cody finish all his plugs. Follow us. Keep get involved. Comment. Tell us what we need to do to make it more interesting. We can't. We can't make it better if you don't tell us. So your feedback is is uh, warranted. Watch the product. Um, I can't wait till Saturday. Uh, if you can't tell. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And guys, we understand that there's obviously other outlets that are easier, quicker. Maybe sound a little bit more entertaining than we do. Uh, we're just doing this for fun. But it's awesome to be this passionate again about wrestling and, and to do an hour and a half show on wrestling, something that uh, I thought would hard to get 30 minutes out of a show at some point. So um, can't be more excited about Saturday. Follow us on all of our social medias, Outlaw Sports Network on Twitter, Facebook, Take of the Bump Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, and at Beyond the Curtain Podcast on Twitter and Facebook as well. Guys, you can listen to this podcast on all your favorite podcasting devices, just like James is taking a bump and listen to us on Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Google, and Apple Play. You can listen to us on Spotify and as well as Anchor if you have the app as well. My name is Cody, guys. That's James over there. We appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this all-out preview. Like you said, stay tuned, man. Some exciting stuff is coming up in the wrestling world. I can't wait for it. You guys should be excited as well as we are. Um, 
like I said, let us know what we're doing, how well we're doing. If we're doing anything bad, you guys don't want us to do it, let us know. If you want to hear something else and, and give us some feedback on some comments as to what we should do in future shows, let us know. We're only going to get better based off of what you guys' feedback is. So, for my man James, for myself, we appreciate you guys listening to Beyond the Curtain. Can't wait for All Out. Watch it this Saturday. And until then, guys, stay elite, stay awesome. We'll catch you around the corner. We'll see you soon. This has been a presentation of the Allah Sports Network.